Hello and welcome to Need to Know, your weekly baking podcast covering everything from the hottest trends in entertainment and baking to trusted expertise on your favorite pastime. I'm your co-host, Gina Brazau, s'mores obsessed and amateur baker at best. As always, I'm joined by professional chef, cookbook author, and the creator of Bigger Boulder Baking, Gemma Stafford. Hi, Gemma. Hi, Gina. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. We are starting off today's podcast with a little update. It's pretty exciting. Gemma's going to talk to us a little bit about the No Kid Hungry Thanksgiving Bakeathon. Yeah, I'm really excited about this. So um, we did this last year. We mm-hmm. worked. I've worked with No Kid Hungry. I think I want to say since um, 2018, and they're a great organization here in the United States. And the um, this year we, we did a bakeathon last year. When I first worked with them, I did a bake sale and I sold baked sold baked goods. Excuse me. And um, we raised, uh, I think, almost like fifteen hundred dollars. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's because awesome. one dollar uh, that you raise goes for uh, towards ten meals. Wow! Yeah, so it's really incredible, like how far your money goes. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, this, so last year and this year again, it came back around again that we are doing a bakeathon. So it's really exciting. It's a group of um, like well-renowned chefs that you and bakers that uh, a lot of people will know. Duff Goldman's there, um, Joanne Chang and uh, lots of other friends. You're gonna have to check out the lineup. And we do a live bakeathon on Saturday the 13th. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So we do live demos and like there's lots of tips, tricks, recipes, um, you know, live interaction. People can like ask questions as we're doing live demos um, it's really fun. It's a lot. It's a lot of fun. We, you know, we get to raise money for a great organization, and um, you know, do a little bit of good before Thanksgiving. Definitely. So you guys are gonna have to check that out. And if you have questions, head on over to Instagram, and I'm sure Gemma can answer them for you there. Yeah. So uh, first up from hot for the oven, hot from the oven this week, we're gonna be talking a little bit about color and baking. So my first question that I'm talking about is powder colors, which I didn't even know you could make food coloring from a powder. Yeah. What What are you talking about exactly? So they said that, they basically in the article that I was reading, it said that powders can be used by mixing in other ingredients or you can brush it on to dust on the color, but it's just a lot more intense. Oh yeah. So food dye can be a powder. Is that yes, what you're saying? Yes, yeah, it yes. can. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't know if you had experienced those, if you like them. I don't have, I have some, I've never actually used them. Um, but they are great, like for people who do art on cakes. Oh yeah, like the draw. I don't even know how that. I don't know how to do that. I like have no idea. I can't do that crazy. on paper. How the hell are doing it on cakes? Um, but no, it's a it's a thing. I don't have much experience with it though. But but I am not uh, a cake decorator. Yeah, I'm not either. my strong point <laughs> at all. Um, but there's uh, but yeah, no, it's 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 a fun and it's like it's you know it's edible powder, so right. it's really great for cookie decoration, cakes, things like that. It seemed interesting because I always thought like food dye is so messy to me. I like will avoid it at all costs. Yeah. I'm a messy person in general, so whenever I would like, I remember like making Christmas cookies or something, and my mom would bring out the food dye, or if I was decorating a cake and it would just get all over the counter yeah so I was like okay powder might be a little better but then I read that it's also a lot more intense so I was like I don't know I might just stick with the liquid 
Yeah, it is. A, it's a messy job. Yeah, color, um, coloring in general, I feel like can get a little messy. Yeah, like I have a lovely booze block in the kitchen and anytime I'm like working with food dye mm-hmm. or like cutting beets or something like that, I Ugh. do not. Beets are yum. I mean, I hate beets. Oh my God, they're Ooh, so good. It's disgusting. Um, but anytime I'm doing that on my, my I don't do it on my booze block. I do it on a do plastic block. Do they stain block. that much? Oh my beets? gosh, so I bad. No, I mean, I literally will never buy them. They're That's just... what natural food dyes are made of uh, for red. Okay, uh, it's be- beet. Is beet. Yeah. Wow. So it could be beet powder, right? And some people use beet powder, yeah. and then um, the beet cooking water, the like stuff like that. Oh, um, but it, you know, it's very strong. It's beautiful color, gorgeous. Just not the taste for me. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's a earthy, too earthy. You know? Yeah, it's but little, it's, young it's like though. matcha. I'm like, no, that's different. Matcha is gross. <laughs> I feel the same way about matcha as you do, and I also feel that way about beets. So, oh, okay, not for me, but. So moving on to another actually really colorful food. This one's sort of just in time for this nice fall that we're coming into. It is a TikTok recipe, which I know Gemma mm. loves. So I'm going to break it down a little bit. It's called a sweet potato dump cake. I don't know if you'd heard of dump cakes I before. do know what a dump cake okay. is. This was my first time um, learning about them. So basically what you do... Um, I saw this whole video happen on TikTok. So you mix all the ingredients. You sort of mush up the sweet potatoes in the casserole pan, I guess it mm-hmm. is. What I also found interesting is they cubed a bunch of pieces of butter and legitimately put mm-hmm. so much butter in there. I was like, holy cow. And then they dump an entire box of cake mixed mm-hmm. with nothing else. It is just powder as the next layer. Yeah. And apparently it creates a really moist cake. It does. Is this a tick? See, this, but the, a dump cake, let me tell you, has been around, I'd say, since the 70s, if I'm oh, not. Wow. Okay. Like, so this, this is, is a- not a TikTok thing. <laughs> My TikTok generation is not good. No, We're they did not baking. invent this. Okay. It's This has been around for donkey's years. Oh, no way. So, um, yeah, it's a dump cake. It's very, uh, very classic American cake. What? And you, 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 you take, um, like, frozen fruit like you said, tinned yep, pineapples, fruit. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. And you put a box cake over it and you put butter. Sometimes you put liquid, um, like you, you melt the butter Yep. and you'll pour that over the top. Okay. Um, but I have, um, I have a recipe for a homemade dump cake that <gasps> does not Ooh. require box cake. Okay. And, uh, it's really fun. It's, it's a really fun recipe. I, lo- I love them. It seemed really easy. I was like, okay, the amateur baker in me loves the idea. I hate the idea of sweet potato in my cake, though. It annoys me that this is a TikTok thing now. I, I apologize for yeah, everyone sorry. that this is a TikTok. <laughs> but like sweet potato already. I love sweet potatoes. I love a nice oh. baked warm sweet potato. I think like my dad used to get really inventive with our breakfast in the morning when I was growing up. Because I am not a morning person and he's a chef. So he's like, okay. I think he used to make me like sweet potato crepes every once in a while, like a sweet potato waffle. That I could do. But an entire cake, like the texture freaks me out. Just think about like a layer of sweet potato and then a cake on top. No, of it. I wouldn't. I have to agree with you there, Gina. I wouldn't like that. But I'm okay. But then would you be okay if it was pumpkin? No. No, oh. either. Okay. I'm not. But you like pumpkin pie. I, I, I'm not, I, I'll have a pumpkin pie when, uh, for the season. Yeah. Slice just because pumpkin it's pie. like, you're yeah. right. It's, the, it's all about the texture for me. Like, it just feels too vomit adjacent. Oh the texture God, adjacent. <laughs> I hate to say it, but. We already had this conversation. Yeah, I remember, I'm starting to come back to me now. I remember, yes. yeah. Okay. But this, um, lastly, I remember, did you ever see this recipe? This was years ago, but it was like a, a boxed cake mix. Mm-hmm. And then they dumped coke into it and mm-hmm. that's what this reminded me of 
This, it's all the same thing. It's all just yeah. like, mm-hmm. it's not, box cake is not hard to begin with, but it can get easier, apparently. Yeah. According no, to the internet. That's the thing. And then you take, let me see, am I right in saying this? You take a boxed cake mix and you melt a tub of ice cream and then you make what? a cake with it. Oh, yes. This yeah, was a TikTok thing, a thing too. No, but yeah, but it, it, okay. Okay, here we go. Gemma's going to give us a disclaimer. It's uh, not. <laughs> no, this has been around for a long, long time. But um, yeah, that's a, that's a thing too. I think they called it ice cream bread or something. Ice cream bread. I, I've seen those. Yeah. I think Lizzo just did one on her TikTok Stop. with vegan ice cream. Um, yeah, she's great. I love her. So if you guys have any other good box cake recipes that we're missing that we haven't heard of, head on over to our Instagram and let us know. Because now I'm intrigued. There's like endless ways apparently to cook a box cake, not the way you're supposed to. Yeah, it's fun. And um, like I've done recipes with boxed brownies where I baked off box brownies and then I used them oh, I love a box to make. Brownie. Box brownies are yum. Yeah. Ghirardelli box brownies, oh the best. Gooey, they're great. They're the best. Um but I made bread pudding out of them. What? I made different recipes out of a boxed, uh, out of a boxed brownie. Yeah. Can we find that on Bigger Boulder Baking? Yeah, on biggerboulderbaking.com. Oh, okay. I'll be heading over there with you guys to find out more. All right. So in in the whole fall season theme we're going with, um, I also was reading a little bit about this pear baked oatmeal recipe. I didn't know you could bake oatmeal. I'm just going to be really honest which makes me sound like the amateur that I am. I had no idea. So I usually just make it on, this is embarrassing. I buy like the pre-made packets. Well, I feel like everyone does this, you know? I don't make, I always see people like online having these really beautiful oatmeals. It's just not me. I can't, I just will open up the little Quaker Oats thing and pour yeah. water, like I'll boil water. <laughs> but if you, but all It's not great. No, it's not. But all you're doing, I don't know what step you're eliminating because- oats like oatmeal is right. water and oats yeah and then you do like oh my gosh um a cup a cup of oats to two cups of water yeah, something yeah, yeah. like that you cook it mm-hmm. and then you add in whatever you want to See, it where the quaker oats way. comes with these little bits and the sugar and the flavoring oh, it's chunky. and dried it's apple chunky. kevin used to eat those he used to when i first met him he used to take like a, a like maple pecan uh, oh yum, yum! Oat, this is right up my alley. One. And then like a cinnamon apple one. Used to mix them together and eat two of them in one bowl. Oh, when I tell you, you how many calories that is? Rotisserie. Oh, I've never even. I don't want to know. Rotisserie chicken and Quaker oatmeal packets. That was my college diet for four years. Oh, I mean, gosh. truly, what I lived off of. I would bring them to class. I'd walk over, get some hot water, put it in one of those paper cups. When I was an intern, I mean. I've always just, I don't know, they're easy, but it's not great. So then I saw that you could bake it. And I was like, this is a whole new world. Do you prefer to bake? I'm baking. I do mine on the stovetop because it's faster. Right, right. But it's all the same. If you have a toaster oven and you don't have a stovetop, then do it, then bake yeah, it. Also, um, crock pot is even easier and you put the what? lid on and you walk away from it. So it, you know the way on your stovetop, the problem with oatmeal is it, it. It, can boil, it can boil over. Yeah. Do it in your crock pot. It's so much easier. Yeah. Like I make it up. So here's, here's the trick. Okay. So, um, do your oatmeal the night before. Okay. Um, I would say don't put milk into it the night before, like Mm -hmm. soak your oats. Um, Oh God, we're already getting into it. I'm I'm intimidated already. (laughs) Put your, put your oats in the water in your crock pot. Okay. And then if you're doing flavors, if you're doing nuts, if you're doing apples, whatever, put that in there now as well. Put your sugar in there, whatever you want, a little bit of vanilla extract. Um, put the lid on it, leave it out 
at, uh, plug it in, but don't turn it on. Leave it out overnight. The oats will hydrate. Then if somebody's getting up before you, like mm-hmm. Kevin, they turn on the machine to high. And then by the time you get up, the oatmeal is pretty much done and like all ready to go. Oh and it just cooks itself. And it tastes better. And if then you, you add in your milk in yourself, or something. You know, it's all about investing in yourself yeah, while it is. you're eating. Self-care. So this, my last question on this topic is, what's your go-to Thanksgiving breakfast? Because often we focus on dinner. Like, what is your big Thanksgiving dinner? And I was like, huh, do you have like a special breakfast you'll make on Thanksgiving or do you focus on the dinner part? Uh, I'm, I don't, that's, I, I'm not... I tell you, I, I'm always, you know, when you go out for breakfast and you're mm-hmm. like, let's go out for breakfast, yeah, let's get yeah, yeah. brunch it's dishes. It's like a nice treat. It's like, no, let's wait until 12 o'clock until yeah. the kitchen changes over and right. we can get lunch. So like, I don't want Eggs Benedict. I want a club sandwich. What? So when it comes to things like, when it comes to eating throughout the day, it's like, if I've missed breakfast and it's almost lunchtime, it's like, I'll wait until lunch. So I wait for the nicer stuff to come out. Oh, I could eat a chocolate chip pancake at 5 p.m. Like, no. sign me up. I'm ready to go. I know. I always wait for, like, more more savory stuff. So your go-to brunch is a club sandwich? Yeah, because I just, like, you Gemma, get french fries and you get a sandwich. On. I don't want eggs benedict with, like, home fries. I don't want that. I just want, like, a big cinnamon roll. I didn't leave my house for pancakes. that. Oh, my Oh, no, but then gosh. I will. No, no, those are different. Like, then see, what happens is, I'll get that. Kevin will get something breakfasty and eggy. You can like, split it. Uh, egg, ra- uh, egg huevos rancheros or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we'll get um, pancakes to share between us or French toast yeah. or whatever That's it is. That's a good brunch team so right there. That, yeah. So we always share something sweet. Yeah. But um, no, I didn't give you a very good answer because no, I, I usually wait. You know, I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. I, I absolutely love dippy things. Really? Like dips, like you know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like you know, artichoke and spinach mm-hmm. dip. Love a good dip. Um, crab, baked crab dip, oh, things like yes. that. But you see, I don't have them in my house because yeah. if I had those in my Eat house, I'd be huge. So, <laughs> um, I only ever get them when I go to other people's houses okay. for the holidays, right? So, I wait for those things to come out. Mm-hmm. I wait for my wine, I wait for the uh dips the crackers all of those things and then I just and then I go to town on that see that's like same for me I really can't remember a breakfast I've had on Thanksgiving like I feel like maybe we should make this a thing maybe we should make Thanksgiving breakfast a thing yeah it should be you know actually I'll tell you I do have a nice recipe on the website that's for um an oat a crock pot oatmeal which we just talked about yeah but that's perfect Um, which is a great great yeah it's a great breakfast one for Thanksgiving and it's just it's and you put like I think evaporated milk into it and it's kind of creamy and nice yeah some chocolate chips some no, Nutella chocolate chips because then it's chocolate. Love it. No, Gina. Knowing me, I've probably eaten quick Quaker oats every year for Thanksgiving, but we'll change. That. No, but 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 I have to say though, breakfast is like I we um around this time of year, like we see um the cinnamon rolls on our website. Oh, yeah. Like the, those recipes go way up there. Our pancakes, waffles, all those things. So people do make a big deal out of it, and I get mm-hmm. it. But also remember, Gina, that I didn't grow up with Thanksgiving. This, this is only true. a new thing for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is true. So I'm still getting used Gemma to it. Gemma does have a great, um, bunch of great res- recipes on her website, but the um, cinnamon roll, yeah. you guys have to check that out. It's so good. Yeah. Um, okay, so sort of in theme with holiday baking, I found this really interesting article that was talking all about how to ready your pantry for the holiday season. Mm-hmm. I think this is like a really good tip because a lot of the time it's really hectic. You're baking a lot. 
like usually in my family, I think like one house is the designated house we go to, but everyone brings food. So like everyone's baking during the holiday season, no matter what you're celebrating. And so what are things that people can have on hand? I have a few that they've given me and I want to know if you agree with these and what you have to add to this list. I would say before you get started on the list, is it all dried pantry or some freezer stuff? This one also has like cream. Freezer fridge stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Freezer fridge stuff. Okay, cool. I'm I'm down with that. Okay, Okay, okay. let me have it. Okay, first one is baking powder. Yeah, of course. That's a no-brainer. Yeah. Although I still couldn't tell you the difference between soda and powder. Soda rises. They both rise, Gina. Okay. We'll get to that later. Buttermilk. Yes, always. Okay. Uh, Vanilla extract. Yes. Okay. Shortening sticks? What is a shortening stick? Is that butter? No, it's not butter. Like Crisco. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and you don't like Crisco. No. I knew that. Okay. No, get butter. Okay. Um, don't, but I'll tell you that some people make their pastries for the, uh, for the Thanksgiving season and they like love an old recipe and it will use Crisco. And I do know a lot of people still use Crisco in their pastries for, for, uh, to get last week. Did you really? Yeah. I, I'm just, I'm not a fan. I like, I would say if you can, if you have the luxury of having butter, then use butter. Um, you know, it does, it does make a big difference. Um, pecans. Pecans. Pecan. Oh, pecans. Isn't that right? Pecans. Pecans. Sounds better. We'll go with it. Pecans. Pecans. You said I like, pecans like the bird. Yeah, it's my like Boston pe- accent. Oh, yeah. It's my pecan. <laughs> um, so pecans. Pecans. Um, yes, always. Okay. And oranges? This one I was like, oranges. Well, you should always have citrus. I'll tell you why. Huh. Uh, I'll tell you a few different reasons. Um, mulled wine, sangria. Sangria. Um, like always with with holiday baking. Yeah. Lemons, oranges are a must. Okay. Like, so I, I always have them to hand. Keep them in your fridge so they'll last longer. If you, if you have space in your fridge. And you can zest them. You can zest them. You can them. zest them. Okay. Who, who taught you that word? I, I don't know. I just, I knew it. <laughs> um, sweetened condensed milk. Yeah, do always have that to hand. Okay. Powdered sugar. Yes. Heavy cream. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you should have two cartons of cream in your fridge because you never know what you're going to need it for. Okay. Um, two cartons. All right. Chocolate baking bars, which yes, for me, bittersweet cho- a bar of bittersweet chocolate. Okay. Yeah. 72%. Oh, that is really intense. This one, frozen rolls. I know you would make your own. I'm assuming they mean like the crescent rolls or something. Yeah. Um, I, I make my own. Yeah. And they're um, better that way. They're homemade rolls are really easy. Mm-hmm. Um, you can always make biscuits. I have a uh, recipe on the website for crescent, homemade crescent rolls oh, from scratch. Um, so, but yeah, like you, you are going to need dinner rolls. Or so like if a you, dough that you've made in the freezer. Um, I'm not a big fan of freezing doughs, to be honest with you. Okay. Um, but you like in a pinch, like you are going to need bread rolls for Thanksgiving day. So yeah. whatever, whatever works with your situation and, and how much space you have and how busy you are. Yeah. Do have a, a solution for On bread. Hand. Okay. Yeah. And then our last one is baking soda, which. Yes, yes. Baking soda. Okay. Is there anything else that you would add to that list? There's loads of stuff ready. I would add to that list. Really? Yeah. Um, okay. So, well, number one, where's your dried herbs for your stuffing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gemma goddess, guys. Dried herbs, number one. Yeah. Where's your breadcrumbs for your stuffing? Yeah. And your loaf of bread in the freezer? You should have this all on hand, you guys. Who wrote this article? I don't know. I'm going to write my own article. Okay, here's what you need. Um, you need tinned pumpkin because you might have waffles or pancakes mm-hmm. or bread uh, or pie. bread. 
pie, any of those things, and also it sells out. You need condensed milk, evaporated milk for you need evaporated milk for the pumpkin pie. Um, and for other recipes, especially if you're going to make my oatmeal in the crock yeah, pot. Your breakfast, yeah. Um, I would say always, and I and I do have this, um, I make my own homemade breadcrumbs. Oh, of course you do. Of course I do. You're so good at this stuff. Um, no, well, it's just, it's, it's easy. Like in Ireland, you see, it's really funny. You go to the butcher. Yeah. As you would. Right. And the, for some reason, the butcher always has fresh breadcrumbs. So you buy, huh. so at, at Thanksgiving, or sorry, at, during the holidays, at Christmas time, you get your turkey, you order your turkey and your, your sausage meat, all of those things, your ham from the butcher, and you pick up your, um, your fresh breadcrumbs from the butcher. Huh. So, but we, so we don't in Ireland use dried breadcrumbs like you have here in the like US. Like container. Yeah, you know, we don't. We use fresh oh, breadcrumbs. Wow. And you can always get them year round. You get them at the butcher shop. And it's like a euro a bag of breadcrumbs. Wow. So grab those when you see them. Okay. In the, you know, coming up to Christmas, November, December, whatever mm-hmm. it is, because I guarantee you, you're going to forget it or you're going to think you don't have enough and then you're going to go looking for them and they don't have them. Mm-hmm. Keep them in your freezer. That stuff freezes beautifully yeah um if you end up with a loaf of bread like I did here the other day we got an extra loaf of bread by accident and or here's a little sneaky trick that I do Uh, I'm quite uh thrifty if you didn't know Gina and sometimes (laughs) I go in the supermarket where there's the bread section I'll Mm -hmm. pick up day old bread and make croutons (gasps) or I'll take it home to make breadcrumbs wow because it's really it might be a loaf of brioche and I'll, I'll just write like if it's brioche like maybe it's for french toast if it's like something, if it's like cheese and jalapeno bread, like I got the other day, I oh, make delicious. croutons out of it, but I, I won't, I won't blend that up to make breadcrumbs because then my breadcrumbs will be spicy. Right. So, um, just, just make sure you mark what kind of bread it is. Okay. But, um, yeah, like do that, like make your own breadcrumbs, super easy. And then put them in the freezer, keep butter in the freezer as backup. Wow. Um, you no guys, other dairy. needs help. Let me tell you one more thing as well. You mentioned, um, a good thing about... Uh, buttermilk yeah it's kind of hard during the six you always buy buttermilk for like you make pancakes one day or whatever it is and you use like half the tub when you're finished half the tub half the carton when you're finished with the buttermilk um and like we're all guilty of letting it just sit in your fridge for weeks on end yeah pour it into a little deli into a little freezable tub okay right on it weigh it out how much is it is it a cup is it a cup and a half whatever it is um uh freeze it and now you have the next time you go to make buttermilk pancakes oh my god you have Gemma. buttermilk ready to go and defrost it in the microwave what? leave it out overnight yeah oh god it's, it's all right now you guys have like your perfect shopping list see i I, I this is the way my mind works this is the kind of stuff that i think you really about do night. think of all of it i really do because i you know what i'll tell you why i absolutely hate waste yes so which is um, a good thing though yeah like it's it's like it's not it's not to save money. It's the fact that there's a lot of people out there who don't who have don't any have food. don't have access, right, right. So um, I, I just, I, and they, like, there's a statistic that was like an ad on the radio I heard a few years ago that like every household in America wastes like $700 worth of food a year, <gasps> throws away $700 oh worth gosh, of food. And I was yeah. just like, even though I run a food business, like I do not throw away $700 worth of food. No, so that no. just does not happen in my no. house. No, and that's great. And it's something important to talk about too, because... Honestly, these are some things that I wouldn't even known that you could do. Like, 
really to like recycle, not recycle your food, but mm-hmm. how so you're not throwing it away. You're throwing really it away. Using yeah. it. And then on Thanksgiving, this is stuff that I used to uh, do when I lived, and uh, now we're in a different part of LA, but I, when I lived in Santa Monica, there was a park near us. If yeah. we, after baking big days, mm-hmm. we would take um, what, you know, wasn't touched and, you know, fiddled with and whatever, and we'd box it up, we'd bring it down to a park where people sleep rough. Yeah. I don't know if people who organize the park really liked me doing that, to be honest with you. But um, there's all there's always a home for it. Always. 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 Um, by the time, I remember when I was doing my first cookbook, I did that. I started doing it. And by the time I finished my cookbook, I pulled up in the car one day and I was almost ambushed by all these guys wanting to know what was in the boxes. Oh my God. And uh, yeah, so like, it, like, you know, somebody, somebody will want it. Right. That's awesome. Okay, so... To wrap up, we're going to move on to our grain of salt. Gemma's going to tell if these are true, if they're a myth, if they're fact. Our first one. Can you use cold eggs in any recipe? Yeah, you can. I've always, I just take them right out of the fridge. You can. Like, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? Right. They're not going to, like, explode. (laughs) Okay. It's just, it's cold. I might have written that one. (laughs) (laughs) Preferably um, the room temperature. Okay, Okay. So do I have to keep my eggs, like the carton, in the fridge? You do in America, you do here, because see, in some countries, if you buy them in the fridge in supermarkets, yep. then bring them home, put them in the fridge, okay. keep them in the fridge. If you don't buy them in the fridge, and um, if you're like in- farm stands yeah, or, right. Keep them out of the fridge. Okay. Uh, in, in America, uh, lots of times at the grocery store, or they're in the fridge, keep them in the fridge. Okay. Um, then to keep them out at room temperature, like I leave them out overnight. I do like, wow. but you know, leave, you can leave them out for two hours, put them in a little bowl of warm water, let them yep. come to room temperature, you know, oh. it's preferable for baking that you have, uh, they're not, not super cold eggs. All right. That's good to know. The next one, you can bake with any artificial sweetener, which I feel like is pretty, I've seen so many artificial sweeteners now. I'll see it in recipes. And I know that you often say like you can't replace something for something equal, equal parts always. Mm -hmm. So is this in that vein? Yes. Okay. So you always just have to double check. Sweeteners are a really tricky one because they react differently. Um, You can't replace them one for like, because stevia or is it stevia is like a Mm tiny, is like a really concentrated, like little powder. You use a tiny amount, whereas with granulated sugar, you'd use like way more for the equivalent. So you can't replace one with the other. Um, you can't replace um, a cup of brown sugar with a quarter cup of agave. Those are not the same thing. Right. Um, so when it comes to sugar substitutes, yeah, you have to be mindful. You, you have to be mindful. Yeah, I would say just do your research because okay. it really can um, upend your recipe. Okay. Last one for grain of salt: a preheated oven will always result in a perfect cake. Gina. Yeah, I already know. <laughs> Who? Who in this room? I would start there. Who in this room? It's probably me. Okay, here's the thing. Without a pre, in a, in no, a no, cold no. oven. Sometimes it's never cold, but sometimes I have turned my oven on. I don't always wait because my oven in my apartment doesn't beep. It's just a little light that goes off, and half the time I don't notice. Or to be honest, I'll like go bake, and then I'll have like other things to do, or I'll want to go watch a show, and I'm like, I don't want to have to get up again in 20 minutes. So I'll just slip them in early. No. That's not a thing. People don't do that. Okay, I do that. <laughs> Is it that bad? Don't do it. Okay. Just don't do it. 
you let just it want preheat cookies evenly? No, they, like right. it's not. You're not going to get the best. You went. You want to get like this cookies is why my or whatever. cookies are always gooey in the middle. No, it's gooey. Why? Yeah, you want put them in the preheated oven. Do what the recipe says, Zegina. This is where I think you might fall down is yeah. that like you don't follow the rules and not always rules. I'm reckless <laughs> you're a little bitch yeah yeah a little bit all right so to wrap up we have three ask Gemma's from you guys so our first question from Whaley Haytum is how to make Italian Swiss and French buttercream which to be honest I didn't know there were different kinds of buttercream oh. is that like buttercream frosting yeah okay um Italian Swiss and what and French Oh, okay. So the th- I know how to make Swiss. Okay. I, I can't tell you the difference between all three of them. Mm-hmm. See, this is where it comes to cakes. Like, this is very <laughs> closely related to cakes. Yes. I don't mess with stuff like this. I did make a Swiss buttercream frosting and put the recipe on BBB a few years ago. And I mm-hmm. remember having a nightmare of a time because it collapsed. Really? Yeah, like you make a meringue. And um, you're supposed to like stabilize it, but my my eggs collapsed, and then my frosting like like literally poured off my cupcakes no. and everything, and it was just a nightmare. So, so what's the difference? Um, I think I, I don't know. I don't even know if they're all meringue based. To be honest with you, okay, I feel like maybe they are, but um, I I don't get involved in things like that. All right. We're in no decoration zone no, no, for no. now. We're yeah. not the experts. I've made that very clear. <laughs> <laughs> Next one. How can I use coconut flour and make it good? It is always very dry and flaky from Cami VDP. Mm, that's a tough one. Coconut t- coconut flour in particular can be quite dry. I can't, I've never been successful with it. No, it's a tough one. You know, like even over almond flour, mm-hmm. it, like it. It just it 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 needs a lot of so moisture. Grainy too. It, yeah, it needs a lot of moisture. It 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 gets it just it doesn't grind finely. Like it's just it's it's a tough one. Oh. It's sort of just like the nature of, of yeah. the flour. Yeah, you just you honestly you just have to test recipes. Because they they could use a different flour, I guess, if they like. Yeah, when um if you're not. When it comes to things like that, like if you can use a gluten, excuse me, gluten-free all-purpose flour. Yes. That would that I just would found a great one. A it was like a one-for-one gluten-free flour mm-hmm. from King's, King Arthur. King Arthur. Mm-hmm. Great stuff. Yeah, that's a great one. I mean, it was like regular flour. You yeah, it is. Tell. And you use that one-for-one. One. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So if, if you want to try that, that might be your best bet. Yeah. Our last question to wrap up today is how to notice when you have overmixed cake batter, cake batter from Becca Loves Jesus. How do you know if you've overmixed cake batter? Oh, because sometimes they say to have it like a little bubbly or lumpy. Yeah, you're supposed to have a little bit lumpy. Yeah, you are. Um, What happens if you overmix? If you overmix it, you kind of deflate it a little bit and you toughen it. What happens with overmixing is toughening. We don't want that. No. So um, you really only need to mix to combine. And even if there's a few streaks of dried flour in there, like that's okay. Right. But like, just like less same, is more. When less it comes is more. Out. Like the this the same rule applies, especially when you're making pancake and waffle batter. Um, mix it to combine and then stop. Huh. Okay. Yeah. And if you're asking, hmm, did I mix that too much? I'm guessing the answer <laughs> you is yes. Did. Yeah. Okay. 
All right. Well, those are all the questions we have for you guys. Um, that is wrapping up this week's episode. Thank you for listening. Make sure to tune in to the No Kid Hungry Bakeathon on Saturday, November 13th. Yes. And you can find Gemma on social. Um, at Bigger Boulder Baking on all social media and Gemma underscore Stafford on Instagram. Yes. And you can find me at Gina Brazau on Instagram and also Need to Know on Instagram. And we will see you guys next week. Thank you, Gina. Thank you.